Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast with me, Tim, with JB. Hello, Tim. Uh, I'm just going to describe JB. Actually, you helped me on this one, Phil. Hi, hi Phil. Uh, hi, Tim. JB has got carried away with a tiny bit of sunshine <laughs> uh, this weekend, popped his collar. That's right. Got, uh, got the chino shorts out. Yeah, cargo shorts and flip-flops. Wow. Yeah. Well, here's my theory. At the end of every summer... People hold on to summer till late September, even even later. I do the opposite. As soon as the clocks go forward, summer, <laughs> summer gear. Done. It's exactly the same thing. Well, we have just finished, uh, as we record this Egg Chasers Rugby podcast, episode 31 as it is, we've just finished watching the feast of rugby that Europe had to offer, the Amelin Challenge Cup semi-finals, and uh, the last game, of course, was Talon Munster in the Heineken Cup. Uh, we'll be talking about those. We've got loads of other stuff to talk besides the Brothers 15 and just the general shenanigans and goings-on in the world of rugby over the last week. Uh, you can always get in touch and, and continue to do so. At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. And it was something that you posted on Twitter, I believe, JB, that I want to start with. What do I do? One of the reasons, <laughs> not offending anyone, funnily enough, this is just one of the reasons we love the game of rugby, because rugby fans and people involved in rugby will not stand for certain things. We will not stand for it when a player attempts to feign injury and dive like a football game. This is from a sevens tournament that was captured. And uh, see if you can spot the moment when the player does the most ridiculous feign dive when he just got tapped on the chops. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That is the reaction you want. It is the reaction you want. It, it, and exactly. Do you see what the ref did? He patted him on the head. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> like patronising. Yeah, I know what would usually happen. Uh, Tim, Tim, this is, this, this is Wayne here. This is Wayne. <laughs> Just need a report. Uh, did the hand contact yes or no on the head? Just a yes or no. <laughs> Any reason I can't ruin this game? There was absolutely <laughs> nothing in it, but it was it was very much like a football game. It was the sort of bit of contact that you would imagine a player gets touched on the face, like touched, mm. and, and the player falls to the ground like a sniper's taken him out. And that's if, if that happened in the world of football, it would be a better game for it. And I love the fact that the crowd at a rugby game erupted in laughter and <laughs> ridiculed him. <laughs> ridiculed him. Public shaming. We <laughs> will never do that again. Thank God. Oh, uh, before we actually get started on the podcast, St George's Day happened uh, since our last podcast. It's also the day when the launch of the New England Sevens kit happened, which is going to be out on May the 2nd. Phil's holding a brand New England Sevens shirt right now. It's Ooh. lovely. 
It's really, I really like it. I think it's fantastic. Uh, how would you describe that, JB? Uh, you're Welsh. What's your? I mean, you, you're impartial. Well, no, actually, you're more than impartial. You're <laughs> biased. You're biased in the in the negative direction. But it's not for me. I now, love it. I will caveat I this: that no seven shirts are for me. This one, however. You look like a kinky nurse. I like it. JB, I want to see you. <laughs> Are you, you at... telling me you, you, you look like... No, because I... Put it on, JB. I'm not putting that on. It'd be a good fit for you, actually. I'm not putting that It'd on. It'd be a good fit. We'll not do it. It actually reminds me of the only gay in the village. Uh, like the little... Little cross. <laughs> oh, shut up. And little kinky nurse outfit. You're just jealous that no one cares about whale sevens. <laughs> i tell you what, Phil. Put, put it on, because there's already a picture on, on on Twitter of me with it on. So you put it on and it'll, I'll, it'll, I know it'll be a bit big for you. It'll drown me. Yeah, it it's will massive. drown you. Put it, on and we'll, put it on and we'll put a picture on Twitter. You can put it over your T-shirt if you want it to bulk you up a little bit. <laughs> oh, wow. That looks good. <laughs> Canterbury have come up trumps there, and it's the New England 7 shirt featuring the St. George's Cross motif. I absolutely love it. We're giving it away before it's even available. It doesn't come out until the 2nd of May, and you can win it right now. And the way we want to do this is just simply, if you promote in some way the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast, because we're doing this for, for the love of rugby and just because we want to make contact with other rugby fans. And eventually make it into a commercial endeavour and make money from it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not doing this for money, we're doing it for the love Yet. of rugby because we love the sport. Because <laughs> we love the sport. We don't have the facilities and we don't really want to be the sort of place where we market ourselves and we want it to grow naturally. So what we're asking is promote the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast in some fashion, and we'll give you some options in a second, and we will put you in with a shout of winning this beautiful new England 7 shirt before it's even available and uh, you can see pictures of it at Rugby Podcast on Twitter now some suggestions they could just be telling all your Twitter followers to check us out yeah or tagging you, at Rugby or Podcast or if you work for a large organisation like for instance HSBC put a link to our podcast on it and click all staff email out <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of thing which I'd like I'd like to hear 50,000 people worldwide yeah, exactly <laughs> some of them will like rugby so that'd write, be helpful, thank you. Write a comment on our iTunes channel. Write a little comment and review the podcast in some way. It doesn't have to be positive. You can say whatever you want, but take, just, take just a by taking the trouble. Of you and your family all listening independently to the Egg Chasers podcast through sub, through the subscriber thing. Get an Egg Chasers podcast tattoo on your chest, and then when you have your kangaroo court at the end of the season, like everyone will be doing yep. in the next week, and you're na- tattoo everyone else, and you're naked in the changing room, everyone will see it. Yep, there you go. There's loads of really helpful suggestions some of them probably more realistic than others but basically by promoting the podcast in any fashion whatsoever twitter itunes or any other means uh, then you will be in with a shout with of winning this shirt there we go perfect well done beautiful well done right let's move on because we've got some absolute treats on the podcast mm. but let's just get straight on with the rugby because what a brilliant weekend of rugby it was for anyone that's, that's whose team isn't involved in the latter stages of the heineken cup it's where you want to be it's just is there a better club competition in in world rugby the atmosphere and like the intensity of the knockout and even the group stages it's absolutely brilliant isn't it I was kind of thinking thinking, thinking about this and this won't be a fashionable answer but I was looking at the Toulon team today and they are awesome they're absolutely awesome but they're all so old yeah they are so so old I'm kind of thinking would this Toulon team as good as they are win the Super Rugby but they've got like real age where it counts in the in the pack and the halfbacks, and then out wide they've got re- some real pace as well. And is it indicative of maybe the fact that we don't respect experience as much as we perhaps should? Agreed. Uh, everyone's looking for the next bright young thing. 
modern rugby, the, the fitness and the dietitians and all the rest of it, a 34-year-old can still perform at that's elite a, levels. I think that's the next bit I was getting to. Maybe 30, thank God, isn't as old as it used to be. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it is. No, it's, it's definitely not. Like, Especially if you look after yourself and you eat right and all the rest of it. Yeah. So maybe it is too late. Look at like Danny Rousseau, who's 35. Nathan Hines. Oh, he's so yeah, good. Nathan Hines, 37. 37. Well, yeah. look at Matfield. He's 37. He's just signed a two-year deal. Yeah. So. I hope Johnny doesn't retire. I hope he recon- reconsiders. He was good, wasn't he? He was so good. Is there any more pointless job <laughs> than making a position for Johnny Wilkinson as the kicking coach for Lee Halfpenny? <laughs> it sounds like a government job. <laughs> <laughs> they just want him there, don't they? just want him there. Stay, yeah. please. Injury joker, just in case. One more yeah. year. Um, as much as you saying the observation you made about Toulon was, God, they're old. I, I made the observation just looking at them. They're absolutely huge. They are yeah. huge. They are they're absolutely giant. They're monstrous. Right, the real thing about them, the thing which makes them tick, which make which makes him stand out from just being a big team, is Matt Gittong. I think him and Wilkinson together are just awesome. I love having a playmaker 12. If you were watching Super Rugby, the Waratahs have put Kirtley Beale at 12. Mm. And because um, that's probably, if he plays for Australia, that's where he'll play, because obviously Flowers at 15. Um, and he can distribute, he can kick, but he can also run and keep people, like fix the defence, and that's what Gitto does really well. He can run himself or he can I can still distribute. think Gitto, uh, after watching the last two rounds, I think he might be the best inside centre in, in, in the world still. Yeah, and it was it was astonishing that like it was two years ago when he was only like 28 that he got dropped by um, Robbie Deans. I wonder why he lost his job. <laughs> <laughs> There's two things that I think he won't mention. One, they, they're clearly powered by witchcraft. I mean, there's no other explanations of why they can be, be be so good. And the second thing is, as well, sometimes you watch me think, are you winding me up? Are you really got an Irish flanker called Dougal? <laughs> <laughs> and they, they never disappoint. The other thing I thought about Munster, which again was a, you spotted and mentioned, I think it was it must have been you, JB, on Twitter, the uh, the face that Donica O'Callaghan... Oh, no, that was yours. The face that Donica O'Callaghan pulls in the 23-man squad lineup pictures is <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> there was a good comment on twitter that was uh said it looks like the face what's it eric banner would have pulled just before he turns into the incredible hulk <laughs> <laughs> it's an odd face he has yeah. I mean, but that's just his face i think <laughs> uh but no like i say it was it was a gallant effort but they'll be disappointed but Toulon mm. just is pow- powerful streetwise is there an argument that the best number eight in the world could be english now Best number eight in the world? No. What? Stefan Armitage, well, do you I mean? Know a, More a really so than Kieran Reid. And... Yeah, no, he's definitely got to be not. The, I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying he is playing... In the Northern Hemisphere. ...number eight for Toulon, who could probably buy Kieran Reid if, if need be. <laughs> so, like, he's got to be in, in the discussion somewhere. I don't think he is, for the record, but he has to be be discussed. Well, I think we should get onto this in a minute once we're done with the rugby. Like, Stuart Lancaster, and we'll get onto this. Stuart yeah. Lancaster has been to visit the Armitage brothers. Yeah. in Toulon Wowza. to have a chat but has reiterated it's the same play in England play for England just philosophy a, just get a plane just get Ex- a plane and go back for training sessions except in exceptional, exceptional circumstances what if you're as an exceptional in, player well no as in there's an injury crisis leading up to World Cup I think was what was being hinted at can we can we have a whip round and get someone to take out Ben Morgan come on <laughs> or Matt Kvezic come on Bitcoin donations now <laughs> Let's talk about the other semi-final and let me get some special music in just for JB on this one. (laughs) (laughs) You'd love to be just going up on a mountain on horseback with Jacques Berger, wouldn't you? Well, no, no. 
tackling horses. <laughs> That's what we did. <laughs> Jay, is that the two-man tent you got there? <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a one-man tent actually. Well, just cuddle up, we'll be fine. <laughs> Can I sleep underneath your arms, Jack? They're so massive. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, talk about Jacques Berger, Jay. Come on, you you've been ever since the day one of the podcast, you've been well, his biggest fan. Before I do that, have you ever heard of an Anelka Burger? <laughs> Is this, is this a start set up for a punchline? Yeah, kind of. But no, it's a serious thing. An Elka burger exists. It existed in the French World, World Cup. And then the same company did a, what was it called? A Michelin burger. Uh, Have you heard this? Right. No, but I think I know well, what you're going. So it's, it's a, a restaurant, is it? No, uh, no it's, a, it's, fa- it's a fast food chain. Right, okay, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Claremont, would you believe it, have actually got McDonald's to make a Claremont burger, which they only serve after they win. Now, I've just pulled up the calories for this. It weighs in at a lovely 2,000 calories. Okay? Oh, wow. For a single burger. For a single burger. Okay. It is, it's a 28-tackle burger served on a bed of HQ cabbage leaves with lashings of French tears dressing and mysteriously fits underneath a salary cap bun. Which you are free to ignore. <laughs> uh, ser- serv- serving suggestions, however, is to have it th- forced down your throat by a large Namibian man, which comes as standard with the burger. Uh, and it's perfect to make you choke on a big occasion. Always accompany it with a white wine britzer. Love it. So, yeah, there's actually a Claremont burger. Would you believe it? <laughs> Do you know what? Some stats from that match. And Saracens were awesome. Saracens had 32% of the possession. <sighs> 36% of the territory, they oh. made 193 tackles. Claremont only made 56 tackles in the entire match. Oh, my wow. God. Jacques Berger made 27 out of the 193 tackles that Saracens made. Those, when you actually look at the scoreline and then look at those facts. Fact. I find it phenomenal, frankly. It, it is. I didn't realise it was like that at Do all. You not? It felt like Claremont were banging on the door and banging on the door and getting nowhere because... Saracens' defence was so resolute, but then when Saracens got the ball, they were clinical. They were they, creating gaps and overlaps and uh, taking care of business. Take it, I take it back. Everything I've ever said about uh, Alex Good and I mean, he played wonderfully. Yeah, uh, and also so did Owen Farrell. But maybe mm. it's because they had that front foot ball, a very quick ball. They were so dominant in D. It felt they were in possession even when they weren't in possession. Mm. Oh. Jack Berger was just awesome. <laughs> yeah. He was just awesome. I counted six tackles in the first like 15, 15 minutes, and he was everywhere. He and was. T- he was everywhere, wasn't he? And Brits was like his little, like his little mate. <laughs> like he would fly out, fly out the line to the point that he looked almost looked, looked, looked offside. Mm. But oh, they were so good. It's ridiculous how good that how how. Well, it's not just how good he is. Actually, that's probably not even the right word. He is good, but what makes Jack Berger so special? Is is there a more committed hundred percent man than him? It's it's, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, he is. In, he is absolutely incredible. The other guy who had a great performance, I felt, was um, referee Nigel Owens. Mm. He used a yellow card where it's meant to be used for technical infringement. Mm-hmm. I felt he got pretty much everything right. So, um, that's, so, so your dream date at the minute, it sounds like it would be Nigel Owens and Jack Berger to go and buy a Claremont burger. <laughs> yeah. Nigel Chow Owens, down. Nigel Owens would be very happy with, with that. <laughs> he's such a good, he's such a good ref. He's, he's, he's great, brilliant. isn't he's he? He's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. I, I, what happened to your boy Fafana? 
I know, I know. Um, I, I really thought he would be running rings around. Um... My man crush beat up your man crush considerably. Uh, yeah, well, I've got two two man crushes in the uh, Claremont team. Who's the other one? Cudmore and Cudmore. Fofana. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yep. Cudmore wasn't... Cudmore, he was still Ooh. good, but it, it was just silence because Saracen's pack was so dominant. They just, sh- they just got shut down. And to shut down Claremont Averne... Yeah. It is incredible. Now, And again, bodes really well for England because there was a lot of... England internationals there and Chris Ashton yeah. giving credit he's gone away taking it on the chin and he's uh, he's playing brilliantly so now yeah. on our WhatsApp group I posted did you read it that uh, from the Saracens fitness trainer yes I, I did. thought this was fascinating oh, so alright go on then I'm going to share it with so this the is getting in, this is getting inside the camp at Sarries yeah so I'm just going to share it with the podcast listeners um now this is I think it I think it was in, I think it was in, in the Times and they've got a guy called Mario who does body composition and strength and conditioning. strength and condition yeah yeah he's put him on such a regime that Marco Vunipolo for instance was 120 kg before he is now exactly the same weight however he has lost 5 to 6 kilograms in fat and gained the same he gained in, it in, in muscle <sighs> part of this regime is actually from last time they played Claremont they 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 felt that they were bullied Really, they, they, were, they, were fi- they were physically overpowered. That's what the other part of the article says, which I found quite quite interesting. Mm, yeah. Um, the other thing as well is Steve Borthwick has booster weeks. Yeah, well, well, it's a week off that gives him a booster week, isn't it? But, yeah, so, but it's a not week, week off, off from cardiovascular stuff. He and just a week goes in the, the gym. gym. In the, yeah, just keep, but, to keep uh, up his mo- and keep a, up his body mass. D- I've lost a load of weeks. I'm unable to train at the moment. Oh, no wonder he's thinking of. Well, he is retiring. He is retiring. Yeah. I'd retire if I had to spend a week in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, back so to the game. well, well done, Saris. That, yeah. that's, that's for, and, and the final yeah. teed up beautifully with. I mean, I mean that's, that's that. going to be such a powerful final. Yeah, that's the thing. It's going to be going to be an absolute battle. Yeah, it's going to be epic, isn't it? It's going to be fantastic. Do you know when you're playing FIFA and you unlock the Legends team, and it doesn't matter you can have them from all ages. It feels like they don't get old in too long. They go over there, time stops, and you can just have whichever Legends you want. So you've got like Michelak watching. You've got Gitto and Wilkinson. Yeah. And the, what's going on Heyman's and Sheridan (laughs) fantastic can't wait for that and I I do love this competition let's touch on the Amelin Challenge Cup because we Mm. knew it was going to be an all England final well done to Bath but it was was their power in the end that was the better of Wasp I I don't think the answer to their scrimmaging problems is in the club Jake Cooper Woolley's a promising talent yeah and 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 he's getting a lot of game time and he will continue to to progress yeah definitely definitely. but they could do like a seasoned tight head couldn't they I only saw ten minutes of the game. I didn't didn't see it all. I did was see it, it, as, it was... as everyone expected? Um, no, it was it was pretty even in the first half. Wasp went in at half time, thirteen ten ahead. Really good try. And Elliot Daly, he's got some serious gas and footwork. Yeah, and he's, and yeah he's... I saw that for the Hellu try. Mm. That was nice. Now and someone the... commented that last time we only spent twenty seven seconds on wasps. Um, I think we've probably gone over that allocation now. So shall we just move on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would just say that Bath. I'll put it this way: Bath scored two tries with their hooker, one with their prop. Two pushover tries. Yeah. But I worry about Bath. I think they look very, very fragile. They just feel shaky. I don't, I don't think when it comes to the final um, against Northampton that they'll win that. And I, don't, I think they'll be knocked out in the playoffs as in well. In the playoffs, you, you think they'll just get, just get knocked out in the first round of I've the I've got a feeling they will do, yeah. And the other semi-final, that was, that was quite a good game as well. Northampton were really, really good against Harlequins. Yeah, and they rested quite a few people as yeah, well, didn't they? I was really mm. impressed with that. And it was the same, yeah, exactly. It was the same sort of changed Northampton team that went away to Sale 
and blitzed Sale, and and they and they did a job on Harlequins. Who were go, who were Scrum, go, going for it? Scrum Arthur. I won't say his name because I can't pronounce it. Fotoli. Fotoli. He's superb. He's isn't he? ace, isn't he? Yeah, he's a hell of a player. Yeah. Uh, and what, did the young centre play? Tom Collins. Tom Collins came onto the wing for George North, but Stevenson did play in the oh, centre yeah. and he played well. Did he? He look, looks good again. He's got good feet, nice good, good strength. I wonder when the contracts are due to renew because those boys will need some new, some big new contracts. Who they'll get rid of? Someone or who will want to go and play first team elsewhere? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good point. Like like George Ford did when he last left Leicester to go to Bath. But Saracens have shown you need international depth. Which means you need very creative accountants. Very, very <laughs> That's probably the most important need of clubs like Northampton and Bath is more creative accountants. Yeah, sign, sign some top accountants. <laughs> <laughs> Can I return briefly to uh, Northampton against Harlequins? Because I did notice something. In, on the last podcast, I had a moan at Jordan Turner Hall and Tim Molinar for both having their socks down. Oh, mm. yeah. And they both had their socks pulled up. I was delighted to see that. The, the, I think that's the probably power of the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast is... Exactly. I probably think they do listen and they probably heard that Gavin Henson has his socks up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, one person we've already mentioned, and we said we'd return to this, and it relates to the Heineken Cup semi-finals, the Armitage brothers in Toulon. Another mm. Heineken Cup final for them. Mm. They're performing... Well, and regular starters in one of the best, if not the best, we'll find out about that team in Europe. And yet Stuart Lancaster maintains the play in England, play for England policy and says there is, well, he didn't say there's no exceptions, but unless it's in exceptional Exception, yeah, It's kind of like, a, it's, it's almost Game of Thrones-esque, like p- political posturing. <laughs> so like, you can't play unless you're, unless you're in England. Then he goes over to, to see them, some covert meeting. I assume the exceptional situation is the fact that Stefan is, is awesome at the moment. Do you think this is more about Stuart Lancaster having people available when he wants it? Because if that's the case, then as has happened with Welsh players yeah. in, in, in France, then Stefan Armitage, I'm sure, could negotiate with Toulon a deal whereby he gets released for all training. Well, I'm pretty sure that that's but the I, case anyway. Yeah. I think he has said that he would yeah. be available. He said that he would be available. As necessary. Th- yeah. Then it's not actually about the players it's about politics and it's about the Aviva Premiership and yeah. the quality of players in those squads yeah but- now the, the being unavailable for the training camps and stuff that makes sense if that is the reason that they they don't get the game weeks off during the Six Nations mm. they, they're unavailable for like the first week of the training camps then that that is fine like I understand that but if they can have a deal where they, they can be available for that then surely playing in France against the best teams in the world and playing with them at Toulon is only going to make those players better. Well, that's exactly what Stefan Armitage has actually said. He, his, his quote was, I'm a far better player now than yeah. I was when, when I got my last England cap. How can you not be turning up and training every day with, and then he reels off, <laughs> yeah. a list of incredible back row players from all around the world. They are living the life. Who would have thought that they'd be that this good? I mean, they were, they were very good anyway at Irish. They were and, both very good. And look, yeah. and look at Owen Farrell. Now, his, his rise has been brilliant over the last couple of years. Would his rise have been quite so good had he been playing for Newcastle or Sale or... Wigan? Or, or any, <laughs> yeah. Would his, because he's been exposed to pressure cooker scenarios yeah. that are as close as you can get to international rugby without being international rugby by being at Saracens and that's what Stefan Armitage well, is doing it also works exactly. on, it works on a lower level as well so with the Welsh situation where we have no players left in Wales or we have a, in fact we have a national squad of one centrally contracted player which <laughs> sounds like a great idea <laughs> and he doesn't have anywhere to play yeah, yeah no one <laughs> well, well done guys um, because there's no players left 
all the youngsters are coming through, and we've got loads of good, good, good young kids coming, coming in, into Ospreys. It's not like Stefan Armitage isn't going to become a better player playing for, for Ospreys. But once he gets that standard in Ospreys, then go to Toulon and go to Leicester and take the next level up. Well, I, I kind of understand the protectionism of the Aviva Premiership. Basically, the only way you could combat it is by the combat, the, combat the players is by losing the salary cap and then will it... Or raising it. Well, the great thing about the Aviva Premiership is how competitive it is. That's by virtue of the salary cap. And I, so I understand protecting the Aviva Premiership, but I don't think it should get in the way a year before a World Cup of Stuart Lancaster picking his England team. Agreed. I do believe, Phil, you have a little bit of an Armitage-based treat. Ooh. Um, it's, it's a bit, bit of a question. Yeah, it's... Relating to uh, those two, because it's a question about brothers. So, there are three pairs of brothers who are currently in the England setup. One of those pairs of brothers has another brother, a younger brother, who is who made, oh sorry, who played for England under 17s this weekend, just gone. Who is it? Vinopola. So, Vinopola is, is one of the brothers. Who's the other brother? Who are the other brothers There's... in the England camp? Okay, well, there's a third who's in Wasps. Now, hold on, what? hold on. No, who, no. Who, let's, let's just get to the bottom. Let's just establish who the brothers are. So the Vunapolas, yeah, okay. Billy, Billy and Mako. And who are the other brothers in England set up at the minute? Andy and Alex Scood. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Owen and Andy Farrell. <laughs> um, no, who's, who's the other brother? Am I being stupid here? There we go. <laughs> you ready, Tim? I'm being really... Youngs. Oh, of course. The Youngs. So there's the Vunipolas. Vunipolas. The Youngs. And there's another set of brothers. There's another set well. of brothers. Yeah. They're not in the same squad. They're in different oh, squads. Say, so, it's a, it's a, so who has got a younger brother that's in the England under-17s at the moment? Yeah. Which set of brothers has a third brother who's in the... So we're still missing one set you, of brothers. Yeah, you're still missing one set of brothers. Okay. I'm just trying to think. No, not... Is there another set of brothers in the senior England setup? Yeah. Armitage don't count, do they? No. Um, Joe Ford's not, not in the no. Uh, Joe Ford's definitely not. What <laughs> <laughs> um, if he'll get a job with his dad eventually? Anyway. Tom Wood, no. Oh, the Woods. No, two Alagis. Oh, they've got a really young guy at Leicester, haven't they? They, they? do. Another one. But there's not another two Alagi. they have a, a young guy at Leicester but there's not another two Alagi in the England set up who's got younger who are the other set of brothers in the England squad <laughs> the Youngs the Vinipolas <gasps> Burns no but but Burns is in it and but little Burns is in he's, he's not is he not Christian Wade no I don't know <laughs> do you want me to put no! you no yeah, don't you dare <laughs> uh, so not Barrett is it um, Noel nope Anthony Watson. Yes. Oh, well done. Who, who's his brother? Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> his brother is Marcus Watson, who plays for England Sevens. Ah. And they have a, another younger brother called Callum Watson, who played for England under 17s at oh, the weekend. Nice. Excellent, Phil. Love that. That's it. Fact. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, that would have been deserving of a knowledge bomb as well. I like that. That's good. And it's, it's the subject of brothers, which is going to be coming up very shortly as we select a Brothers 15. But before we do, I have a, a special, another treat for us today. Wonderful. Now, a few weeks back, when we were talking about Mick Morgan, the Castlefield, Castleford <laughs> Rugby League commentator, <laughs> this guy. Andy A. Oh, what about that? Send it off! Send it 
<laughs> Thank God he's not a Claremont fan. Imagine. Oh, wow, imagine. Well, listen, I made a flippant comment a few weeks ago because we've talked about Mick Morgan loads and featured his commentary a load of times. And between him, Mick Morgan and the Honey Badger, that's pretty much been the... If you've missed any of the podcast so far, that's pretty much the podcast so Done, far. Done, covered. Uh, but I made a flippant comment. Oh, someone should do a remix of Mick Morgan's commentary. And... It's been published onto the internet. Thank you, Harry Collins, for picking up that challenge and turning Mick Morgan <laughs> into a new song for the summer. Here we go. In the final and on again. Andy A. Or was that just made? That was made as a direct consequence of the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Wow. Doing a mention, uh, I will tweet it at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Harry we Collins. Need, we need to get man. in touch with Mick Morgan. Finally, something good comes out of this podcast. Oh. <laughs> We've been doing it for, what, eight months now? And 31 that's... episodes. That's a beautiful moment right there. Song for the summer. That's going to be Ibiza, Ayanapa, you name it. That's going to be <laughs> the anthem of the summer. That is wonderful. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, that will be the song we get. We play out the podcast on today with no <laughs> doubt. Um, but let's move on to our 15 then. We're going to be talking about the upcoming weekend's matches and there's some big old games as well to talk about. Uh, but if we pick a 15 and we pick a topic and today's topic and good shout, Phil, on for this one, a Brothers 15. Uh, yeah, um, Rugby Judge on Twitter suggested Brothers. Uh, he asked, have we done a Brothers 15? And so, yes, we've done the... And run- it seems timely and appropriate. Yeah. With the, the time, Armitage brothers. Time Not great. to be confused with Run to the Litter 15. Yeah, we did the Run to the Litter 15 a while ago, which was picking, like, it was one of the first episodes, which was picking, like, the worst brothers yeah. who, who play in... So, down- Mark Wilkinson was a, a shadow. He was... Yeah. Ca- he was, he was I wonder like- if he's back up... Fly off in Toulon just because that's how <laughs> just how, how it is. So he was the captain of our run to the litter fifteen because he you know, his his the shadow he's cast as a rugby player is so tiny compared to that of his brother. Exactly. Yeah. This is the brothers fifteen, so go on, Phil, set the parameters here. So it's brothers fifteen, trying to pick the best fifteen we possibly can, but you are only allowed both of them. You can't just have one brother. It's gotta be they've got to come as a pair, or in at least one case they've got to come as a three. Um, because we, with 15 players, obviously you can't have, can't have eight pairs. That's right. I'm a maths guy. You are a maths guy. Yeah, well then. I like it. I like it. Right. Okay. So should we kick off and say pretty much we've got to get the two langies in there then? The two langies are my three. Fact, I'm going to get a bit of paper because yeah, conventionally you, you, we would do this one to 15, but it's not going to be like that, no, is it? No, you just got to you got to go for it, and there'll be some like horse trading. I imagine. Yeah. People mm, wanting horse uh, trading. So get a bit of paper, get a pen, and play along. So I, I started with my three. I, I thought that's the best way to. And did you go to Argy? Yeah, I went. Henry? Henry, Manu, Manu, and Alessandro. And you're definitely sure you want to go with the two Alangis? Well, who who else would you go for? The Kefus? It's an idea. Steve Kefu was quite good. The eight. They're not as good as the would two Would you not so. have Henry Tuolagi? That man love... is just ridiculous. Uh, uh, the, the butcher. Have you seen the hit from a few years ago where he crushed Jamie Cudmore? He, like, folded yeah. Jamie Hood- Cudmore in half. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> no. So, so on that basis, if, and we'll see, by the end of this, they may well be dropped and substitute yep. for other people, but 11, Alessandro Tuolangi, 12, Manu Tuolangi, 8, Henry Tuolangi. Yeah. All right. I'm happy with that. So what other, what other brothers shall we 
uh, hmm. debate. Um, what about what about front row the two? And there's definitely no other th- set of three brothers. Just before you. Well, well, no, there's there, are, there is there's the, 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 the White Locks the, and the Wallaces. And the Wallaces. Wallaces. Oh, Paul, yeah. Paul, David, and all, all of them lions as well. Yeah, Paul Wallace is oh. a lion. Uh, David Wallace would be oh. a seven. David and Wallace was quality. He was, awesome. he was one of the best. Was, was, and who am I I've forgetting? Ever had. Who am I forgetting? Uh, did they have a winger? Is that not the most random collection of brothers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a prop, a seven, and a winger. <laughs> Richard Wallace, uh, uh, Ireland's mm. all-time top try scorer in World Cup in in, oh, in World Cup sevens. Uh, 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 so we could go with Paul and David, but we're writing off Richard. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> You've missed one set of brothers which were shooing. What as a as a as a three as a three the Quinells <laughs> <laughs> Scott yes this is an example and it probably goes for Johnny Wilkinson as well Scott Quinell but he misses out on our fifteen because the quality of his brothers is not up to his standard same as Johnny Wilkinson yeah, so, yeah. I'm trying to think of second row I mean second rows I struggled Richie with. Gray and his Johnny Gray and Johnny Gray I'll leave it thanks well, <laughs> the co- the cool beans. Uh, <laughs> 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 Well, had a, a one, of one of them was good. a great water carrier. Yeah, one <laughs> of the Brent, best. during the years when he was injured. Uh, one of, uh, he also won a ground slam. He's not a bad player. I was thinking you could have the Burgess brothers convert one of the other Burgess brothers. No, and, uh, they're not going to play second <laughs> row. Second row. Anyone who plays the Burgess brothers in the second row would be mental, <laughs> don't we, Phil? That's a fact. We'll see. We'll see. The Deacons. Yeah. Again, Louis Deacon. Maybe. Maybe that's a big yeah. maybe, but no. Uh, Louis yeah, Grant. Uh, Martin Johnson, not so much. No. Oh yeah, that's another one. That was another run of the litter. Fifteen. Yeah. Um, the lobbies, Fernandez lobbies. Oh, I now like we're that. Now we're talking. Could we get the, both in the row? Perhaps. No, no one is in Lobe the row. on the flank and uh, Juan Martin Fernandez on the flank and the other one, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who used to be the, the really row. good one. But well, they're both really good. Yeah, they're, they're awesome both for a good. long time. And Juan Martin Fernandez Lobby, right? I will make one exception to socks down, and that's Juan Martin <laughs> Fernandez Lobby. He so manages to look cool with that rugged hair, the one strip of electrical tape, he is cool. yeah, white that's tape. Why. Yeah, he is cool. Um, what, about, what about Nick Rouse? Is he allowed socks down? <laughs> I think I, I think I might drag Nick Rouse down out, out of any potential fifteen, even if he did find himself <laughs> in that, that lofty height. The Lievremont brothers. Mm. Oh yeah, both play for France, both French internationals. Now they're both going to be taking over and running Biritz. Oh really? Yeah, Mark and been, Thomas. After well, Biritz have been relegated, mm. should we go back? Go to front rows? Maybe we can fill yeah. in the, the second row later. Mm-hmm. Well, there's the, oh. the Franks brothers, isn't there? Uh, yeah, uh, Yanni Berger, brother of um, Jacques Berger. Um, <laughs> well, well, there is there is Bismarck and Yanni Duplessis. Were you, yeah. you going to say that Who one? Would, yeah, dominators. Well, the thing and is, we le- obviously we learnt Bismarck is a total dominator, as you said, and and Yanni is is a dominator of a prop, and also as we learnt in his spare time is a, is a Do- surgeon who treats AIDS victims and war and war, war, yeah. war wounded. What a hero! Just before we lock them in, can we go to halfbacks actually? Because this is like scrum half. Scrum half nailed on for me. Cause oh I, really? Well, yeah, I'd go Ben Youngs. Yeah, that that's where I I don't think Tom Youngs is as good as. Say well, he's definitely not as good as Bismarck Duplessis, but just in order to get a scrum half in, I really struggled with scrum half. Besides Ben Youngs, because if you go for Youngs, you can then complete your front row with the, the Johnson brothers. Yeah, or which, or the Franks brothers, or the Franks brothers, which, you, which, Johnson- which is what I did in the end in my team. But mm. um, the only other person I could get at scrum half was Bergamasco. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> failed, failed, and have the the other have Merco on the but wing. They, they might, but that might. We're going to have to do a trade off at some point. And I think you're right. I think the the Duplessis, amazing as they are, might have to lose out for the greater good. Yeah, because it's, how else are we going to get a scrum half? The in? only scrum half was the real problem. I had. help us out, save Yanni, the the, the <laughs> no, of no, no. AIDS victims and war heroes, and save the dominator Bismarck. If you can think of a scrum half who also has a brother that is good and can play somewhere else in R15, hang on a second. At, well, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, please yeah, help. For now, let's put in Tom and Ben Youngs. Yeah, Tom and Ben Youngs. Which means our props can either be the Johnson brothers or the Franks brothers. Franks are World Cup winners. Franks are World Cup winners. I've yeah. seen more of the Johnsons. So oh, have you, have you, <laughs> JV? <Hey! laughs> uh, I, I, I settled with the, the Franks. They're, they're heavier, definitely, than the Johnsons. I settled mm. with the Franks. Yeah, they're World Cup winners, that's fine. They just... What about 10? Uh, I've, got, I've got a 10 pairing, 10 12 pairing. Go, Go on. on. Uh, the Contapomies. What about the Carnies? Carnies. I, Dave is a. Th- there's better wingers than Dave Carney, though. They're all better, definitely like, better wingers than Dave Carney. Someone like. Well, Rico and Jose Gear, but oh, yeah. but we can't we can't have them now because we've got Alessandro. Unless we move Rico Gear to fullback, they've got to be in they've, the, they've the got, gears. Yeah, yeah, the gears are outstanding. Fourteen and fifteen, then for the gears. I'm sure Rico's played fifteen. The PC brothers as well, who are pretty good. They are awesome. We are definitely yeah. Gav, Gavin and Scott Hastings. Uh, yep, mm. threw in the gears. Just, just put them in. They're, they're they're just in gears. Fourteen and fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So that means we need a, a ten and a twelve. There must be a ten and a twelve brother combo out there. Well, contrapomies, contrapomies. That fits nicely. I would love to see to like if if that's our team when we're locked in. I'd love to open this up to to Twitter to say pen and paper. Try and jot down your team yeah. and try and tra- don't just trade. tell us about brothers. Put them into the team. Yeah, because if you know do... about brothers. Give me your team. Yeah, because it is tough. It's quite quite fun to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so and we'll get some very, very different teams as well. If, I we, if we had a squad of 23, it would be a lot easier because you could just park Gavin Quinnell on the bench and, uh, <laughs> and park, some, park some of the brothers on the you bench. You might have needed Quinnell. Um, Pretty tidy looking team. Owen and Ben Frank. Oh, sorry, you got it there. You... Tom Youngs, uh, Carlo Ignacio Fernandez Lobby, to- uh, Mark Lievremont, Thomas mm. Lievremont, Juan Martin Fernandez Lobby, Henry Tuilagi, Ben Youngs, Manuel Contapomi. Uh, Felipe Contopomi. Felipe Contopomi. Well, probably the other way around. Yeah. Felipe and Manuel, 10-12. Manu Tuilagi, Jose Aguirre, Alessandro Tuilagi, Rico Aguirre. Good team. Good team. Solid. Well done, guys. No Bergamasco? <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just looking at Stefan Armitage now. Just imagine what Stefan Armitage would be like if he got into shape. <laughs> uh, same with, um, what's his name? Bastrill. Imagine if Bastro yeah. actually went to the gym and tried hard. Well, just Lou, he must have, must be carrying like three plus stone of body fat. Yeah. Like, just lose that. It's incredible. And he'll be faster and more dynamic and fitter. I'm sure someone must have mentioned this to him in Toulon. It can't be us. Yeah, we, we can't be the first people noticing this, can they, we? <laughs> it must be, it's the same with um, like Binny Villapona. His shape has changed since he's gone to Saracens. Yeah, he, he, is he, used to have the, he used to have love handles a little bit around the middle. Yeah, he's he's still got a bit, but he's much leaner and like mm. just more muscular than he was. Mm. He's in great shape. <laughs> How, why can't we oh, wouldn't have a, oh. it's tough yeah like you say at Rugby Podcast get in touch with us on Twitter uh, so tell us who we should put in and and thank you to Rugby Judge on Twitter for coming up with the idea and if you have an idea for a 15 we should pick then at Rugby Podcast tell us there as well 
Uh, now we need to look ahead because the, the rugby action coming up is thick and fast. Mm. You know, there's a lot of teams on the sidelines that were watching on and actually looking and going, they want to be in this competition. Well, the race for the top four, the race for the top six or seven mm. in the Aviva Premiership is on. Well, top four is pretty much settled. Top 14 now. as well. Well, I don't think the top four, four is settled. Not. No, look at the fixtures that are left in the Aviva Premiership. Let's just touch on that first. Because Bath have got to go to Northampton on Friday night. Big that, game. Mm. And then Bath's last game of the season... Is away at Harlequins. Is away at Harlequins. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, sorry, Bath the home to Northampton on Friday night and they're away to Harlequins. Good their luck, last boys. two games. Sale are eight points behind Bath. They have Leicester at home, who they're also eight points behind, London Irish away. Mm. So two wins for Sale. Uh, and and Har- they- Well, Harlequins are six points behind them yeah. and they play Exeter away. And then Bath oh home. Oh, so God. This is could, actually quite open, isn't it? So if, yeah, if Northampton beat Bath... You'd rather have the points in the and, bank. ...and Harlequins beat Exeter, then there could only be one point difference well, between those two when they face each other. We've got to assume Tigers aren't going to slip up. Uh, because they're Tigers. At sale. They, yeah. yeah. Are, you getting, are you getting to start on Friday, Tim? Yeah, it's it's Saturday, Friday. Saturday afternoon. So, uh, so, Friday, so Friday evening, Bath against Northampton at the Rec. Huge game. Let's, uh, let's just hope it's in better conditions than virtually every Friday night game. Yeah, this this season has been. I think there's something wrong with Bath. Uh, Bath. I don't think. I don't think that they'll win this one. You think that Bath are going to slip out of the top four? You no, reckon? I think they're going to lose this next game though. So they're going to get beat by Northampton. Yep. And then if Harlequins beat them at home, then Harlequins are on a serious run of form. Well, actually, Harlequins, just lost. Harlequins will overtake them. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. I just have a bad feeling about them, the way they've been the way they've been playing. I'm going to pick the away team and go Northampton for Friday night. Mm. I think, and they have rested a few players as well. Northampton. Yeah. The other big game. Well, the other games. I can say big games. A bit of a dead rubber match now. Gloucester, London Irish. Mm. So so isn't it? Yeah, uh, Glo- Gloucester can't really can't get seven seven no. seven points off. Yeah. That looks like being wasps to lose. Yeah. As in wasps to lose. lose. <laughs> well, no, wasps need to win because they can cement the seventh place in a. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. So yeah, as long as yeah, wasps, wasps. don't want any bonus points for Falcons. That's important because out of the two clubs, I'd rather Warriors stay up than the Falcons. Really? Yeah. Dean Richard didn't get Dean Richards didn't get his picture taken with me in um <laughs> in Cheltenham one year. So. So you prefer Dean Ryan to Dean Richards uh, Dean after, Rich- after Dean slating refused- off Dean Ryan all season. Well, what am I going to do? If he goes down, what what, what am I going to do then? Worcester are away to Saracens. <laughs> good, good luck, guys. <laughs> this is where their fate is sealed. And oh, re- didn't, didn't, yeah. didn't Pennell do well? No. Their fate will be sealed this Saturday afternoon, unfortunately, about half past four. Uh, Worcester will be confirmed as playing in the Championship next season, is my yeah. prediction. Now, that's not a bold prediction by any means. However, <laughs> Worcester are still managing to convince people to... Join Dean Ryan's journey for next season. Tom Biggs being the latest. Why yeah. do you do it? I mean, they must be spending good money. Yeah, yeah they must be. Must be paying well. Sale Leicester is the other big tie. Bath Northampton Sale Leicester. Two huge games. Yeah. I... Do you think the Harlequins was just a blip for Sale then? Because they smashed Exeter. Yeah, I, I do think that says a bit more about Exeter's attitude or their, their performance than, mm. than Sales. I know Sale played well and they're a good team, but Exeter just, they, it looked like they'd given up. It looked like they want the end of a very long season for them. Now they've got the LV Cup, so, I mean, they do finish as champions. <laughs> yeah, true. And this is when Leicester get 
get going, isn't it? Yeah. This is when they get busy, all the old But they did, lose, they did lose to Harlequins. Mm. The Sharks have got to realise, actually, they they might, they could slip in. They could actually... Oh, they, they definitely could, because if they beat Leicester, then Leicester travel to Saracens. Is that last game Sorry, of Le- Leicester play Saracens in the last game of the season, yeah, at Welford Road. So, yeah. They could slip in. Harlequins could oh, slip I in. I want Sale to win so that that match really has yeah. a massive bearing. Yeah. So do we want Tigers to lose then? I Is think that... we want Tigers to lose for yeah, the greater good, but mm. I don't think it will happen. I think Tigers will come away. And Bath are going to lose anyway. Grind out a win. Mm. I think. And then Bath's last game of the season is? Harlequins away. Oh, Sales, wow. Yeah. Sale's last game of the season, Irish away. So I know you've always said this, and Harlequins are going against who this week? Exeter on Sunday. That's the Sunday game. How'd you see that? So Harlequins. Oh, oh my God. I'm, I'm going to go Quins to win that away. Yeah. Which definitely. will put Quins on 62 points, which is at least 62 points, which is currently two points behind Bath and Leicester. If Bath and Leicester were to lose, Quins are two points behind them, with the final game of the season being Quins Bath. Oh, <laughs> it's, wow. It's such a competitive league. It's brilliant, isn't it? Fantastic. Um, there is, uh, just going to the Rabo. Direct for a second, Irish Derby, Ulster, Leinster, which is actually quite an important game mm. because you're getting towards the playoffs now. Leinster are top, but Ulster will want to to ensure that they do finish fourth. Current mm-hmm. top four: Leinster, Glasgow, it, Munster, Ulster. It uh, feels to me as if the only games that actually matter are when the Irish teams play each other. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Glas- Glasgow are in second place, though they've been doing doing, doing really, really well. well yeah. yeah, doing well this year. They've got. Good squad. And guess which two teams are at the bottom, Jay? Oh, hang on. Um, <laughs> oh, um, Zebra. Yeah. And uh, the other team who are from there. Treviso. Treviso. But they're only two points behind the new uh, the Newport Gwent Dragons. Who yeah. are recruiting heavily. And Zebra have won four games this year after going whatever it was, 30 games uh, on, uh, you say without a win. You say Newport Gwent Dragons are recruiting heavily, but some of their signings are peculiar. Newport Gwent Dragons are signing Ian Goff as one of their a guy <laughs> well, who's a long term project, Tim. Who's, who's 37 and that, or 36 or something? 37. I, I, I won't talk about what he's been up to this week. Uh, let's not mention that. And um, what has he been up to this week? To, nothing, nothing. Can, no, what's he been up to? He Can you uh, he hasn't block... been going to court for anything? Oh, right. oh really? No, nothing. Look it up. Innocent until proven guilty, remember? What, what, uh, what for? God, she, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. And he hasn't been getting anywhere near the London Irish starting 15 this season. That's all. Anyway. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Sorry, who's he? What's, what's happened? That's Dane funny. Bowers. <laughs> 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 anyway, that's not funny. Interestingly, um, one, ve- one very good picture to come out of London Irish. And, and in fact, someone I'm going to say that's my new sort of recommendation for rugby players on Twitter is Jeb Sinclair of London Irish, the Canadian international posted a picture of himself completely naked as the day he was born, sat on Ian Goff's motorcycle. Good lad. <laughs> right, there we go. That's, that's, another, that's another pod. That's episode 31 done, JB. Thank you. Cheers, Tim. And Phil. Cheers, Tim. There's only one way to finish, though, isn't there, boys? Mick. Big uh, Mick Morgan. Uh, Tim, can, yeah. you, like, can you send me an MP3 of this for my phone so I can listen to it? <laughs> On the tube or oh. in my car. <laughs> that could be another way that you could earn yourself the England 7 shirt. Promoting the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast by getting someone to take a little video of you playing out this song that we're about to finish the podcast <laughs> with on a busy tube or bus or something like that. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, get... If you're a bus driver, just put it through the speakers. <laughs>
if you happen to be a match announcer at a stadium, oh, yeah. a, a premiership ground like do, I do, am at Sale, <laughs> I might put it out through the PA. Commercial airline pilot, do the same thing. There we go. So plenty of ideas. Uh, that's the England 7 shirt competition, which is going to rumble on at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. You can find out more about that. But this is the way we want to finish the podcast, the only way we can, with uh, the legendary Castleford biased one-eyed commentator and some of his gems put to music, McMorgan Remix. In the final order of the game, Andy A. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.